0: Welcome to Epiphany Brooklyn's podcast. I am Brandon Watts, lead pastor here at Epiph. Thanks so much for tuning in. Our desire is to join Jesus in his mission to redeem our city. May God bless you as you listen and consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Grace and peace. Yo, yo, what up, Epiph family? It is so good to be gathered with God's people. It's David's words in Psalm 122 that says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And when you really think about that verse, David's joy was not simply being in the house, but being invited in the house. He said, I was glad when I simply heard about when I was invited into the house of the Lord. And certainly we have an opportunity before us today uh, to gather together, even though we're doing so, as I always say, in an unconventional way. We are gathering today like we have been doing for the last several months online. Uh, but nevertheless, we have the ability to worship Jesus together together. Uh, Epiphany Church and and all of our visitors that are logged in never take for granted the opportunities that we have to hear the Word of God. Never approach the Word of God with any attitude, but always approach the Word of God with humility and reverence. And today we get to do so by worshiping Jesus and preaching about Jesus. Well, Well, in the words of Eminem, guess who's back Back again. I have missed y'all. I have been out for the last five weeks—really, uh, four Sundays—but five weeks. I've been completely off. I've been on uh, what they call a sabbatical, where I have just been resting and and rejuvenating and trying to refuel. I've unplugged. Usually, it takes me about a week to finally get rested, but right away uh, this year, I got to, to 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 jump into some real good rest. And if I'm honest with you, man. It was a struggle getting back in this morning because I wasn't used to it. Uh, I've been sleeping in late and traveling a little bit responsibly with Ty. We celebrated 18 years on August 3rd, so we got to travel a little bit. And I've been catching up on some reading and some some working out and some praying and some vision casting for the fall and for 2021. Uh, But nevertheless, I am glad to be back. You know, it's an African proverb that says the wise rest as hard as they work. And some of you guys have been working and working and working and working, and, and one of the greatest things you can do is pull away and just shut off social media, uh, shut off the world, shut off emails, shut off uh, any type of meetings that you have, especially those Zoom calls. I don't know about y'all, but it felt good to have a month free of Zoom calls. I mean, literally no Zoom calls, uh, but I'm back, man, and I'm excited to be back, and you know, my responsibility Every week is to preach the word of God. So won't you do me a favor? Grab your Bibles. Uh, y'all are in the bed, so I don't know why I say grab your Bibles. I, I know y'all in the bed. Y'all grab your phones. Get to uh, Psalm. Psalm 103 is where we're going to be uh, today. As you turn there, man, I missed y'all. I saw Keisha doing announcements. Who who else is in? I usually rush through this. Uh, Dave, I see you, my dude. D- Dave is in the chat room. Keisha's in the chat room. Won't you take a second right here and just Share this link with somebody. Let them know that we are about to get into the word of God and that man can't live by bread alone. I see you, Shonda. We miss you. So many people in here. Sherry, it's good to see you. Man, who okay? That's that's Instagram. I mean, that's uh YouTube. Who's on Facebook? Gio, what's up? Nikki, it's good to see you. Man, I have missed y'all. I haven't seen some of y'all in forever. Trishna. Mon is in the chat. Do me a favor, make sure that y'all share and let somebody know that we are, we're live and we're about to get into the Word of God. All right, Psalm 103. Hey, shout out to, to all of the guest pastors that preached over the last several weeks. It has uh, been refreshing to sit back and not have to worry about Um, preparing anything or even have to worry about delivering anything, but knowing that you guys are in good hands. uh, I'm so grateful for every single one of the guest pastors that preached. I'm grateful for Pastor Timmy. A shout out to Pastor Timmy. Y'all do me a favor and just show Pastor Timmy some love in the chat room. I don't know if he's in here yet. He might be in second service, but y'all show him some love, man. Give him some hearts. Tell him thank you for what he does. Uh, Not only did he preach last week, which uh, I heard was a phenomenal message, but uh, he also pastored through the entire month and to make sure that people were cared for and make sure that the church still functioned and allowed me to just get some time of rest. So shout out to Pastor, uh, Pastor Timmy. All right, let's get into the word of God. Psalm 103, only a couple of verses, three verses for you today. Pick me up in verse two, something so profound in here. Don't miss verse two, it's the thesis of my sermon. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. I simply want to preach today from the topic remembering to remember. Let me say that again. In fact, would y'all type that in the chat room for me? Remembering to remember. I'm looking at the chat today, so make sure y'all are typing it for me. Remembering to remember. Let's, uh, let's pray. Uh, Father, I'm so excited to be back with my family today, the Epiph fam. I love this church. I love the people of this church. I love those who are piped in. And so, Father, we pray, oh God, as we approach your word today, Lord, we, we don't do so any old way, but we, we, we do so humbly. We do so eager, waiting to hear from you. So, Father, would you speak to our situations? I don't pray for a word that gets people through their week, we, we, we need a word that transforms our thinking, transforms our life, and that can only come when we have transferred growth from Jesus Christ. So I pray, Jesus, in the, in the, that, that Jesus would be um, preached today, that he would be proclaimed today, and that it would impact all of our hearts so that we walk away saying, how can I be more like Jesus? It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Remembering to remember. I see y'all put it in the chat room. I appreciate that. Remembering to remember. You know, the creation story is the opening of the Bible. When you look at your creation account, you you really got to go to Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. There's a couple other places you can see how God created things. But Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 is really the creation account. In fact, verse 1 of Genesis 1 Starts out by saying in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then the rest of chapter one and the rest of chapter two, Moses goes on to explain how God created everything. For example, in verse three of Genesis chapter one, it says that God says, let there be light and automatically there was light. In verse number 11 of Genesis 1, it says, let the earth sprout vegetation and plants yielding its seed and fruit trees. Verse 16 goes on to say that God made two great lights. He made a a light to rule the day and a light to rule the night, meaning the sun and the moon. But even that is so dope on how God creates things because God doesn't have to break a sweat to create the moon, the sun, and the stars. The Bible tells me in Psalms chapter 8 that when I look at the work of your finger, In other words, God made it with ease. But what you and I study and try to get to and can't even get close to the sun, God makes that according to Psalm chapter eight with his finger. If you go on to Genesis chapter one, verse 20, it tells us that God made sea animals and he made birds. If you go on to verse 24, he made land animals. I think somewhere between. Uh, Verse 20 and verse 24 is when he made insects I I don't know, I'm kind of adding there just a little bit It doesn't quite explicitly say it But I would think somewhere between the water uh, The sea animals and the land animals He made insects I I don't know why he created the mosquito I I don't know why that made it on the list Especially these New York mosquitoes I I saw a meme that said that New York mosquitoes will literally pull down your sock To bite you I mean, they're just they're, They're a different level of mosquitoes But somewhere between verse 20 and verse 24, you see that God creates uh, all of the animals and God creates all of the sea animals and God creates all of the all of the birds. But verse 26 is where I want to point you today, because in verse 26, I think it is the crescendo or the climax of God's creation, because in verse number 26, it is where God decided to make Male and female. It is in verse 26 that the triune God looks at each other and says, Let us make man in our own image. There is something unique about the creation of humans that God does not tie to any other creation. He does not say, let us make animals in our own image. He does not look at the trees and say, let's make the trees in our own image. He doesn't look at the vegetation and say, let's make the vegetation in our own image. He looks at humans and says, let's make man, mankind in our own image. That means this is what theologians would call the imago Dei. The image of God. We are image bearers. And here's the thing about being an image bearer. You are an image bearer whether you believe in Christ or not. Let me say that again You are an image bearer If you're on right now When you you just happen to stumble across our live stream And you don't know Jesus Even you Even the person that denies the existence of a God Is an image bearer of God It Doesn't matter your color Doesn't matter your race Doesn't matter your religion Doesn't matter your socioeconomic status If you are a human being You are the climax of God's creation you, you, you are the most valuable of god 's creation and here and here alone is why we as a church support the idea of black lives matter the, the reason we support that idea because black lives matter meaning that there is an entire group of image bearers that are being oppressed and on the on the opposite end of injustice and so when we say black lives matter we 're just simply upholding Genesis chapter one verse 26 all of us are created in the image of God. Now being created in the image of God, stay with me for a minute, doesn't mean that God has two eyes and two ears and a mouth. That's anthropomorphic language to describe God. It, it helps us to understand a, a complex God. It, it makes him more understanding in our human finite minds, but that doesn't mean that God looks like you. It's not speaking to his features. In other words, it's speaking less about his features because God is a spirit and speaking more about the essence of who we are. It's speaking more about the essence of who humans are. And, and I would say that one of the ways that you know that you are made in the image of God is because you have the ability to be creative, to reason, and to think. Can you type that in? I know that I'm an image bearer because I have the ability to be creative, to reason, and to think. In other words, animals can't write symphonies and compose symphonies, but humans can. It it, it was the ancient Egyptians that were able to build pyramids without modern technology and modern equipment, why? Because they are image bearers. It is astronauts that are able, not, not animals, but astronauts are able to go to the moon and put a flag in the moon, and, and, and we are able to study the stars. Why? Because we are made in the image of God. There's an anonymous quote that says, the only thing greater than the stars are the minds that created, are the minds that study the stars. And so in other words, you and I have the ability to think with logic and reason. And I would argue that the greatest part of our minds and our brains is a part called the hippocampus. I I need somebody that's a medical student to say amen for me using some medical terminology today. The hippocampus is the part of the brain that stores memory. It is the part that helps you remember. If you're able to think back and grab an event and piece it together and replay it in your mind, you should praise God because you have Memory, you, you, you are able to think back on some things. And I, I would argue that if you're not able to remember or you're not able to think back on some things, it, it's actually probably pointing to an issue. That's why the amnesia is considered an illness. This is why brain damage is considered a, a disease. Why, why? Because we are created to remember. But the only part that frustrates me about our memory, stay with me. The only part that frustrates me about our memory is that it's selective. Can I just put myself on blast? I know my memory selective. There's some things that I remember and there's some things that I have forgotten that people will remind me of and people will say. And I'll be like, man, I don't remember that. But there are some stuff that I vividly remember. I remember the first time I rode a bike. I, I, I remember the day I got my license. I remember the day I met Ty, literally right around the corner, she was all up on ya, boy. I remember when my two sons were born, and not only do I remember, but there's somebody out there like me that doesn't just remember the event, but you remember the emotion tied to the event. You remember the smell of the room. You remember what you had on. You have a vivid, detailed memory. But the only problem with our memory is that sometimes it's selective because there's some things that I don't remember. I'll put it this way. We tend to remember what we should forget and we forget what we should remember. Let me say that again because that was actually deep. It didn't mean I felt deep, but it was. We tend to remember what we really should forget and we forget the things that we really should remember. At the expense of contradicting myself, there are some memories that you have that you actually probably should forget. There are some memories that you have that you, you you need to take and you need to throw that thing somewhere and say, I'm not going to bring that memory back up. When it creeps back up, suppress it and say, I'm not bringing that back up. That's biblical. That's Isaiah chapter 43. Remember not the former, neither consider the things of whole. Behold, I am doing a new thing in you. That's Paul saying in Philippians chapter uh, 3, forgetting those things that are behind me, I press toward the things which are before me. Hear me and hear me well. There's some memories that you should forget. I know I'm preaching about memory. Remember to remember, but remember to forget some things, too. There are some memories that you need to delete out of your storage. What do you mean, Pastor? What kind of memories? There are some past memories of failure that you keep replaying in your mind and it's handicapped you from moving on. You need to delete that. Shoot, there are some some memories of success that some of you need to delete because you only know God based on the last thing that God did, but God can and wants to do something greater. I feel like a prosperity preacher today. Forgive me, I've been off, but I, I, I also read Ephesians chapter three, verse 20. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that is at work within us. There are some memories that are successful moments that you need to delete because you are stuck in that one moment and God is like I got more. You you thought that was you thought that was the pinnacle of what I wanted to do in your life there is more that I want to do. So we need to we we need to delete past failures. We need to delete some past success. Some of us need to delete past pain. That there, there are some painful moments in your life that have stopped you from moving on. Let me go deeper. There are some painful relationships that you were in that you need to delete that relationship out of your life. First delete it out of your phone, then delete it out of your life so that you can move on. There are some people that say, I will never date again because I had a bad relationship. The devil is a liar. Every man isn't bad because you had a bad experience. Every female that you deal with is not a bad female because you've had a bad experience. You just got a taste in your mouth that you need to delete. Man the other morning, I just bought me some new optic white toothpaste. The other morning, I was brushing my teeth and ran downstairs and i I, I felt the need to to drink some 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 good freshly squeezed orange juice. not not just that orange juice out of the you know out of a carton, but get some oranges and squeeze them babies and get some freshly squeezed orange juice and I made the mistake of brushing my teeth and drinking orange juice. You know what i'm talking about you you ever done that before where you where you brush your teeth and didn't put something in between the brush. And the, and the orange juice? And you drink the orange juice? Listen, as much as I love orange juice that day, I hated it. I hated something that was ne- that was not necessarily bad for me. Why did I hate it? Because I had a bad taste in my mouth. And for some of you, you need to delete that relationship out of your life because it is hind- it has put a bad taste in your mouth. And God is like, I got more for you, something that's better for you, but you got that taste that you just got to remove. And so we need to remove it. I think Teddy Pendergrass said it best. He's the great philosopher and great theologian. He said, I think I better let it go. Some of us need to delete some things out of our memory. Unfortunately, we're too busy rehearsing it when you need to release it preach B. You're too busy thinking about it over and over and how he hurt you and what he said and what that text message was. And, and after a while, you it has stopped you from moving on with life. You need to delete that memory out of your mind. What else do we need to delete? Some of us need to delete past sexual experiences out of our mind. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we go in there. I've been off for, for four weeks and uh, I feel the need to talk about this. Some of us need to delete past sexual experiences out of our mind. Listen, I've counseled enough, man. I've counseled enough to where I know that there are some people that have vivid memory of past sexual experiences that happened 10 years ago and because it happened 10 years ago we can't get it out of our mind and we replay that thing over and over again and when you keep replaying and let me tell you what that really is it's called recycled sin can you type that in the chat room for me recycled sin You you do realize that that sexual experience, doesn't matter how great it was, that sexual experience that you might have repented of needs to be repented of every time you bring it back up in your mind. Because what we do is we rehearse it over and over and over again in our mind, but you don't realize that at some point it becomes lust. See, you thought that you only had to repent of the act, but you don't only have to repent of the act, but you actually have to repent of thinking about it, recycling the sin. Let me prove it to you. Here's what Job says in Job 31. He says, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look at a a woman with lustful intent. it's, It's Jesus that picks it up in Matthew chapter five and says it best. In Matthew chapter five, he says, you've heard that it was said that you should not commit adultery. Then Jesus says, but I say to you, if you Look lustfully upon a woman, you've already committed adultery. In other words, Jesus, like, you ain't committing adultery because you did the act. You commit, you're committing adultery because you rehearsed it in your mind. It's recycled sin. And some of us, I know y'all, like, girl, I've been abstinent for two years, but 57 times in those two years, you remember the experience from two years ago. You don't only need to repent of the act, but you need to repent 57 times for recycling the. Sin, there are some things that we just got to delete out of our minds. Here's what the Bible says in in Micah chapter 7, verse 19. it, It says that God will take your sins and throw them in the sea of forgetfulness. Why is it that God throws our sin in the sea of forgetfulness, but you and I put on scuba gear, go down and take up that sin and bring it back so we can rehearse it in our minds. Some people don't need porn. They just need the memory. Some people don't need a magazine. Some people don't need to look at their phone. At point, all they got to do is rehearse, and I'm telling you, it is dangerous. Delete it out of your, not, your mind. Isaiah 43, remember not the former. We remember the things that we should forget, and we forget the things that we should remember. Well, Pastor B, what, what are some things that we should We should remember. What what are some things that I have forgotten that I actually should remember? Look at what verse two says. I hope y'all rocking with me. I I, I got energy. I got energy today, y'all. Verse two, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Here it is. And forget not his benefits. You want to remember something? You got to remember how good God is. You want to remember something? You got to remember how kind God is. In other words, the book of Psalms was written in Hebrew and in Hebrew, this word benefits literally means how kind he is. Another translation would read it this way. It says, and do not forget all the good things that he has done. If you want to take something and completely take over your mind and rehearse it and rehearse it and rehearse it, you need to rehearse in your mind that God's been good to you. It says, forget not his benefits. Reach deep inside of your hippocampus and pull out the memory of how faithful and good and merciful and gracious God has been. But I get it. We've been in, in the midst of a pandemic. We've been in a chaotic season. You've got craziness all around you outside of the pandemic. So I, I get it how we can focus on so many other things. But the psalmist, which is David, reminds us today, don't forget his benefits. Don't remember, don't forget how good God has been to you. Don't forget in the midst of chaos to remember that God has been faithful to you. One of the reasons that we forget about the goodness of God is because he's consistently good. That's another one that was deep, that didn't feel, didn't sound deep, but but pay attention to this, this idea. One of the reasons that we forget about the goodness of God is because he's consistently good. God God is always good. There is never a moment where God is not good. And because God is always good, you and I, if we're not careful, we can forget how good he is because he's consistently good. If y'all were in this room This room is empty It's nobody in here the, the, the chairs are There's literally nobody sitting in the chairs But if y'all was in here If we was packed up in here for three services Like we were pre-COVID, BC, before Corona As Charlemagne God was say If we was packed up in here I would do a call and response right now I would say something And guarantee that you would say it back to me And in fact, let me, let me try it Is anybody in the tech room? Hey, yeah, Ash is here Ashfire. Let, let me ask you something, Ash. And we, we didn't rehearse this. I, I'm going to ask you a question, Ashley. And I, I just simply want you to respond based on what you know the response is. Here it is. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. See, the reason you were able to recite that and everybody out there, you could recite it as well. And if you were in this room, you were recited. The reason is because we all know God is good all the time. There is never a moment where God is not good. And because God is good all the time, we forget how good he is. Let me prove it to you. I'm going to prove this to you real quick. 52 of y'all woke up this morning and didn't thank God for waking up. You ain't mean nothing by it. You you, you wasn't trying to be shady. You wasn't disrespecting God. You just woke up and went on with your day. Why? Because God been so good at waking you up every single morning of your life that you forgot to give God thanks for waking you up. Why? Because he's consistently good. He's always good. Shoot, I just turned 40. For 40 years, there has never been a morning that God didn't wake me up. Of course, there were some mornings I woke up late. There were some mornings I woke up sick. There were some mornings I woke up dragging. There were some college mornings I woke up hungover. But God woke me up every single morning. He wakes you up despite the night that you had before, which could have been a dysfunctional, sinful night. He's still good in the morning. He consistently wakes us up. And after a while, what happens is if you're not thinking about how good God is, if you're not rehearsing what the psalmist says, forget not his benefits, For not how good he is it's easy for you to think you woke up you didn't wake up because you wanted to you woke up because God sat in heaven and said get up go to sleep that that's how good God is is that he is consistently good let me go deeper what about clothing what 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 about clothing clothing see you've never walked down the street naked You just haven't you you didn't walk down the street and if you did it was because you wanted to not because you didn't have clothes But all of us have some type of clothing that you can put on your body and we forget that it is God that clothes us What about food? We eat food and don't give God thanks, but it is God who consistently gives us the blessing of provision. And let me tell you something about the blessing of provision. If you stop thanking God for the blessing of provision, you'll stop thanking the blessor. When we take for granted the blessings, we take for granted the one who gives the blessing, which is the blessor. So God is always good. There's never a moment he's not good, but unfortunately we We forget God when he's consistent. We only want to talk to God and get at God when all hell breaks loose in our house. It's almost like the tech room. Y'all, y'all, don't, y'all don't see the tech, uh, the tech people in here. We got three cameras working here. We got some people in the tech room and y'all, y'all, don't, y'all don't see the people that are working behind the cameras. But if one of them was to accidentally mess up or the camera would fall or the sound would go off, you would notice them. You only notice them when things go wrong, but we don't notice them when it's consistently straight. You you, you haven't you haven't thought about the camera people at all. You haven't thought about the tech room at all. And that's how it is with God. We don't think about God when he's consistent. We only think about God when things have gone wrong. But I love the psalmist because he encourages us and challenges us today. He says, look, don't forget his benefits. Don't forget how good God is. There's a couple of ways that you can remember practical ways that you can remember how good God is. Lameek, if you can do me a favor, bring my book bag, Lameek. I, I left my book bag. I, I haven't preached in a while, so I'm a little scattered here. Bring my book bag for me, That There's two consistent ways, that you practical ways that you can remember how good God has been. Two of them. One of them is journaling. You, you need to remember, in fact, my, my journals are all in that office. You bring my journals for me. Listen, you need to remember how good God is, and one of the ways you can do that is by journaling. Look, Ty taught me how to journal. She she, she she taught me how to write down my thoughts, and write down my prayers, and write down things that, you know, that I'm feeling, write down things that I'm aggravated over. Thank you, Lameek. I have, I brought my journals today. These, these are my journals. I've been journaling. She taught me about 2013. These are journals since 2013 Since 2013, these are all my journals, every one of them. Can you bring that camera a little close? Every single one of them is filled with thoughts and filled with content and filled with God being faithful and consistent. Some prayers God didn't answer, some prayers he did answer. And when I looked through this this morning, I got encouraged because it helped me to remember not his Forget not his benefits. It it helped me to remember how consistent and faithful God has been. And some of you this week, you need to go on Amazon and you need to purchase you a journal so that you can write out how good God has been. Second way, I think we can remember practically remember the goodness of God is telling others tell others when God does something that you like God just blew my mind tell somebody else about it because what that does is it helps you to remember but the second thing it does is it completes your joy it's like going to a restaurant right when you go to a restaurant a good restaurant your joy is not complete when you finish the meal Your joy is complete when you tell your girl Go check out that restaurant And then she hit you and be like Girl that restaurant was good That is when your joy is complete When you told somebody else And I just want to encourage you That if you want to remember God's faithfulness And God's consistency You need to start telling others Write it down Read it again over and over again Read it two years later And then make sure that you tell somebody else Now one of the things I love about David Y'all still rocking with me Trying to catch up in this chat room. There's there's something else that David does in Psalm 103 in the first couple of verses here. In verse two, he says, "Don't forget his benefit." But but he doesn't just tell us to remember. He catalogs things that he remembered. There's three things in the next couple of verses that David's going to catalog that he remembers. That I simply want to. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these. I simply want to bring them before you and help you to remember that God has done the same thing in your life. Look, look at what it says here. Verse two, bless the Lord O my soul and forget not his benefits. Here it is. Who forgives you of all your iniquity. The, the first thing that he says that God, that he remembers about the faithfulness of God is that he's forgiven. I I love this idea because despite his mistakes, he's like, I'm forgiven. Despite your slip ups, you are forgiven. Despite the bad decisions and foolish ideas that you had, despite all of that, you are forgiven. God has forgiven you. And I don't know who I'm talking to. I woke up this morning. I actually prayed for you when I thought about the ones that feel guilty about what they did. You serve a God that is a forgiving God. Others may condemn you, but God forgive you. Others may hold it over your head, but God forgives you others may remind you of your past, but God forgives you It ain't nothing worse than being in relationship with somebody that only remembers you when you used to do this But you need to get new friends and say nah 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 I don't do that anymore because God has forgiven me He forgives us not for some but for all I don't know if that was in your text But it says who forgives us who forgives all your iniquities all of them, like every single one of your iniquities, every single one of your shortcomings, every single one of your moments of sin, God has forgiven. And here's what I love about the God that I serve, that he doesn't just forgive at salvation. He forgives after salvation. I need somebody that knows they messed up a few days this year to just Put in the running emoji. That that little person that's running. Get real charismatic and put that in. When you know that you serve a God that does not just forgive you when you accept Jesus, but forgives you even after you've accepted Him. Meaning you've made some mistakes. You serve a God that's able to forgive you. He loves forgiving you. See, I, I'm not going to heaven because I'm perfect. Now I'm actually going to heaven because I'm imperfect, but I'm forgiven. That's why I'm going to heaven, because God looked down and said, I want to forgive this person. It is Lamentations 3, uh, verse 22 and verse 23 that says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Here it is. They're renewed every morning. Every single morning you wake up to new mercy. This morning when you got up, you woke up to new mercy he does not give you saturday mercy for sunday sins but you get sunday mercy you get monday mercy tuesday mercy wednesday thursday friday saturday. every day god wakes you up and he gives you not every day er day he wakes you up and gives you brand spanking new mercy god is a forgiving god He is a God that looks down and says, I know they messed up. I know they didn't make the right decision, but I love them so much. Forgiven. Like you, like that situation is forgiven. That, That one thing that you're thinking about that you're like, ah, he can't forgive that. He forgave it. He can forgive it. What we need to do is we need to run to him in for repentance and run to him trying to turn away from the thing that we need to be forgiven for because God is a forgiving God that you don't have to earn your forgiveness. You don't have to beg for your forgiveness. You don't have to plead for your forgiveness. You repent and God is always there to forgive. So David says, look, here's what you remember. You wanna remember something, remember that you're forgiven. You wanna remember something else, remember this. Verse three says, who forgives all our iniquities. Second thing to remember who heals all your diseases. I mean, how contextually relevant is this to our situation right now that God is a God that is able to heal your diseases? There's a nickname that is given to God in the Old Testament. He's Jehovah Rapha. I need somebody real charismatic and churchy just to go into worship wherever you are. Yet you serve a Jehovah Rapha, a, a, a God that heals us in the midst of a pandemic. He's able to reach down into your lungs and pull out COVID-19. He's able to regulate high blood pressure. He's able to reverse cancer. I know you got a family member that you've been praying for and you've been praying that God would heal their body. You serve a God that is able to heal all diseases according to verse number three. But I'd argue that God's greatest healing It's not just healing physical diseases, but some of the greatest healing God is able to do is that he heals the mind. He heals the body and he heals the soul. In other words, he heals the body. He's able to heal you physically, but he's also able to heal your mind. So in one of the ways, the process in which he heals our mind is often through therapy. I don't know who it is that needs to get back in touch with their therapist and you, you need to get back on a Zoom conference with your therapist because healing can happen. He heals all diseases. He heals all manner of thinking and your mind and he's able to heal your mental space. I hate to uh, uh, over-spiritualize. I hate to over-spiritualize trauma. listen, yeah, you need Jesus to heal your mind, but you might need therapy. Same thing with the body. Yeah, he's able to heal you physically, but somebody need to work out. Uh-oh. So somebody need to somebody need to eat right. Somebody needs to eat healthy. I don't know about y'all, but I refuse to come out of this pandemic 50 pounds heavier. I, I just do. Somebody needs accountability. Somebody needs somebody else. You need to work out with somebody. You need to hit Brittany up and ask her, can I get some sessions in? How, how do I, can I connect with you? Somebody needs to work on their physical body because God does heal your body. But listen to me, he often does so through you taking care of yourself. He often does so through you eating right. And he often does so through you working out. See, y'all wanted something real deep and theological. Now, here's the deepest thing. Work out. Eat right. Somebody said, I'm doing sit-ups right here, right now. He's able to heal your mind. He's able to heal your body. But he's also able to heal your soul. How does he heal our soul? The last verse says, he redeems us from the pit. Did you hear that? How do I know that he's not just talking physical here? The reason I know he's talking spiritual is because sandwich. In other words, he's not. David's not just talking about uh, physical. He's talking spiritual healing. He's able to, according to this text, redeem me from the pit. God is a God of redemption. And redemption is only found in one place at the cross of Jesus Christ. I love the song. that says at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. Redemption is found at the cross of Jesus Christ. And I don't know who's trying to find redemption and bypass the cross, but you care. He redeems us from the pit. And then the text goes on to say, and he crowns you with mercy. Did you read that? That he redeems our life from the pit who crowns you with steadfast mercy. The verse begins in the pit. It ends in the palace because crowning takes place in the palace. He takes you out from the pit through the cross of his son, Jesus Christ, and he puts you in the palace. Redeemed simply means to buy back. It, it, it means that that thing once was mine, but it got lost and I redeemed it, meaning I purchased it back. And we are Purchase because of the blood of christ it was at the cross that jesus paid all of my sins causing me to stand before god and be sinless causing him to stand before his father with our sin redemption it is redemption is the redemption that jesus gives us via the cross and so i came back today to simply point you to jesus i simply came back to point you towards the place of freedom look to the place where freedom is Look to the place where liberty is. Look to the place where salvation and forgiveness and redemption is. It is found at the cross of Jesus Christ. Somebody needs to remember the cross. And here's the thing, man. I've been praying for you guys. I have no clue what y'all are saying in the chat room. I've been praying for y'all all all month long because what I've been seeing happening, not just with our church, which is the the universal body, This pandemic, I think, has thrown us all off. It has not just thrown our rhythms off, but for some of us, it's thrown our spiritual life off. we, We were made to be in connection with one another, but some of us are home right now in our bed with a phone in our face and we're calling it church. That has a way of throwing us off, but here's what you can do today. You can look to the cross. Don't lose sight of the fact. Don't let the cross lose its awe and and, and its place of marveling in your life. It is at the cross that he redeems you. You are forgiven. He heals your diseases. He's a God that is serious about redeeming you. Takes us from the pit to the palace. Who is it that has remembered the things they need to forget? Who is it that Has forgotten the things that they need to remember. Well, here's what you can do this week. You can reverse that. You can start to delete some things out of your mind that you know aren't healthy for you to rehearse. And you can upload the memories of God's benefits. The memories of how good God is. The the memories of how faithful God is. It's simply a change in your perspective. It is simply a change in what you are focusing on. You can choose to focus on the things that you should forget, but you should choose to focus on the things of God, forget not his benefits. Listen, I don't know who I'm talking to, and I'm closing here. I don't know who I'm talking to, but there there is somebody since March, since the pandemic started, I know it started a little bit earlier, but I think March, it really kicked up. Since March, you've been struggling in your relationship with the Lord. you've been struggling to find peace. You've been struggling to find that connection that you once had with God, what happened? You used to read your word, what happened? You used to pray consistently, what happened? You used to think about how faithful God was consistently, what happened? You used to tell your friends about the goodness and the mercy of God, what happened? I can tell you what happened. Somewhere along the line, you forgot his benefits somewhere along the line, you forgot to remember and rehearse in your mind God's faithfulness. And I came back just to simply tell you to make sure that you are remembering to remember. Father, I thank you for every person that's on today. I I don't want to oversimplify how difficult this season is for somebody. I understand, Lord, that the complexity of a pandemic and Um, all of the emotions we have tied to racial injustice. Somebody got laid off. Somebody's just tired of being quarantined in the house. Someone did get sick. And all of this has a way of throwing us off. But Father, would you reconnect us today? Father, I pray for testimonies that somebody would be able to point to this specific day and say, this is the day that I remember to remember. This is the day I, I I put in my mind and in my heart that I'm gonna I'm gonna stop rehearsing the things that are negative and starting to think about the things of you, starting to think about your your goodness and your kindness. Father, you really are consistently good to us, and because of your consistency, we tend to take it for granted. Forgive us. Forgive me, Lord. I pray, forgive me for often not thinking about your faithfulness when you were always good. So, Father, would you do the work in somebody's life today? Let them their logging on today not be in vain, but I pray that they would walk away and be doers of the word, not hearers only, lest we deceive ourselves. It's in Christ's name we give all glory and all praise. Amen. Well, listen, it's good hanging out with y'all, man. I I missed y'all. I I really am um, looking forward to the day that we can see each other pandemic free and coronavirus free. Uh, but until then, we'll continue to bring these live streams and continue to try our best to grow spiritually together as we physically practice social distancing. Why don't you receive this doxology <clears throat> is given to Jesus. Now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and authority before all time now and forevermore. Amen. I love you guys. I miss you all.